to Beth Jones International Speaker Official Podcast. This is Beth Jones, your hostess, and I'm so glad that you're joining me here today. It is a beautiful fall day here in the Kansas City, Missouri area, and the sun is shining. There's a blue sky with beautiful clouds, and there's a refreshing breeze. When I went to Walmart today, they were playing Christmas songs, and one of the clerks was singing along to it, and it really lifted my spirits. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving holiday with your family this week, and enjoy Christmas shopping for your family and friends. I was looking at some of the stocking stuffers this morning at Walmart and getting really excited about Christmas. It is my favorite time of year. I want to invite you to stop by my website at BetJones.net. Be sure to sign up for my personal mailing list at the top of the page on the right-hand side with your name and email. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast at iTunes. And right now, I just want to pray, and then we'll get started. God, I just come to you in Jesus' name, and I thank you for this day. I thank you for this season, God, one of the most precious times of the year where we celebrate both Thanksgiving and then the birth of your son, Jesus. God, I pray that you would bless the listener today. God, you would just anoint me. You would get me out of the way that you would increase, and I would decrease. I would become less, God. God, we want to lift up your name and glorify you. Father, I just pray that you would teach us today, Holy Spirit, what we need to know. Give us your heart, God. Let us uh, be in love with the things that you're in love with. Let us just be passionate about the things that you're passionate about. God, I know that you desire a holy and pure church. So God, purify our hearts and make us and shape us into the image of Jesus, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. This is my fourth podcast in this series, No Room For, and it's based on the scripture Galatians 5:16 to 22 out of the New Living Translation. And today's topic is No Room For Lust. And I'm going to share some of the scriptures in these verses, but not all of the verses just for the sake of time. I'm trying to keep these podcasts to a limited period of time so they will be short for you. You can listen to them on the run. It says, Galatians, I advise you to obey only the Holy Spirit's instructions. He will tell you where to go and what to do, and then you won't always be doing the wrong things your evil nature wants you to. When you follow your own wrong inclinations, your lives will produce these evil results. Impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasures, idolatry, spiritism that is encouraging the activity of demons, hatred and fighting, jealousy and anger, constant effort to get the best for yourself, complaints and criticisms, the feeling that everyone else is wrong except those in your own little group. And there will be wrong doctrine, envy, murder, drunkenness, wild parties, and all that sort of thing. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then the verse goes on to describe the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So the Apostle Paul wrote the Galatians, and he's exhorting us to leave these, lead these lives led by the power of the Holy Spirit and obey God. He says if we are led by the Holy Spirit, we will not do the things our flesh is wanting us to do. And last week's podcast, I shared about impure thoughts, how your thoughts are powerful and how important it is to renew your mind daily in God's word, to capture and take authority over those thoughts that don't line up with the word of God. We can do that. One of those impure thoughts is lust or lustful pleasures, which is addressed in Galatians 5.19. 
as I shared on last week's podcast, lust is not something that I really struggle with a lot. I personally struggle a lot more with anger or fear or discouragement, but many people, men and women alike, struggle and battle with lust. Now I want to give you the definition of lust, which was on the online dictionary. Very strong sexual desire, sexual appetite, sexual longing, to be consumed with desire for, to find sexually attractive, to burn or to crave. And in the seventh commandment, God tells us, you shall not commit adultery. And then Jesus said in Matthew 5:28, but I say, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And of course that applies to women too. If you're looking at a man with lust, you're committing adultery in your heart. Now in the old covenant, you could be put to death for adultery, which is in Leviticus 20:10. And in the New Testament, you could divorce for the reason of adultery, and that's found in Matthew 5:32. And actually, if not repentant for, adultery can result in eternal damnation, which is 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 10. And I, I would say that would be a habit or a lifestyle of adultery, where you're just not repenting and you're continuing to do it. The effects of adultery are far-reaching. It can be very destructive. It can destroy your marriage. And it can also devastate your entire family, your children's and future generations' lives, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. The fruit of adultery is rotten. Bad fruit, unforgiveness, bitterness, sorrow, guilt, distrust where you don't trust your spouse anymore. You come under shame. You come under condemnation. You may have a loss of reputation and credibility, and I know this from personal experience. It fills you with deep regret, and King David's adultery with Bathsheba illustrates the consequences that may happen with adultery, first with her husband and then with her child later dying. Adultery tears people's lives apart. So it's a completely selfish act. Now, that doesn't mean it's not understandable. Of course it's understandable in situations. Many times people are just lonely. They're needing that love. They're needing that attention. Their spouse may even be abusive or completely ignoring them or maybe even withholding sexually or emotionally from them. Now, that doesn't justify the adultery, but it sure makes it understandable. The act of adultery hurts God, it hurts the other spouse, and it hurts ourselves. And it is something that once you do it, it can never be undone. I don't share this in a judgmental way. I don't share this to, to condemn you if you're doing it. Actually, I have committed adultery numerous times in my life, and I don't say that. Um, I, I say that with regret. I wish I'd never done it. You can read about those things in my latest book, Promises in the Dark, available at my website and at Amazon. It is very, very destructive. Adultery all starts in the mind. You don't just one day decide to go out and have an affair. It starts in the mind. It starts with your thought life. And it starts with the eye gate first. Christians... Christian leaders, Christian pastors, Christian speakers and writers, Christian music artists, they're not immune to lust or adultery. It is a human problem. It's not just a problem for unbelievers. And a lot of people think it is a far worse sin than other sins. And yet I want to challenge you on that. To God, sin is sin. 
but its consequences, just like abortion, are far more devastating than other types of sins like gossip or overeating. If you're overeating, you're really affecting your body. You, you know, that gluttony, that overeating is affecting your body. It's not having such an impact on other people. Now, of course, if you overeat and then you begin to experience health issues and then you die, of course, that's going to impact your family. But abortion tears apart families. Pastor Eric Mason says this, As we grow as believers in Jesus Christ and become more and become surrounded by more and more Christians, it's easy to put on a facade. Often we aren't willing to admit where we are spiritually because we've become skilled at hiding our weaknesses. Are you hiding your weaknesses? Are you hiding your sins? You know, you can't hide it from God because he knows everything. Remember he said to Adam, where are you? But God already knew Adam was hiding in the garden covered with fig leaves with him and Eve covered, covering themselves. God already knew. He saw them. He knows all about us. But we start there. We admit our weaknesses. You and I have to confess our sins and our weaknesses. If you've got a problem in this area, it's best to go ahead and admit it. It's very important to have prayer and accountability partners in our lives. And I know I do in mine because I know how imperfect I am. I have to have people in my life speaking the truth and love to me. Women that I'm accountable to for my sins when I mess up, when I fall and screw up, and who I have pray for me. Now, if you think you're above this sin, you're in danger of falling. If you think, I would never do that, never in a million years, you need to watch out because that's when Satan is going to trip you up. If you are someone who battles with lust or adultery or another type of sexual sin, it is vital that you have prayer and accountability partners. A great article I found on this topic is by Mark Driscoll of Mars Hill Church called The Big Blog Post on Adultery, and it addresses this topic of lust and adultery. I thought it was a great article, and it has this 10-point battle plan for fighting lust and adultery. And the link on it is Marshall, Mars Hill dot com forward slash 2013 forward slash 10 forward slash 30 forward slash the big blog post on adultery and if you can't find that I can't remember all that just google uh, lust and adultery and it will it will bring that up or google Mark Driscoll on adultery one of the most important things that Mark says is that sexual sin starts with your eyes and your hands. And he invites men and women, to, instead of looking at them as some sexual object or in a sexual way or letting your thoughts dwell on those sexual thoughts, view them as your family and your friends. I mean, you're not going, a normal person is not going to have thoughts of sex with their siblings or with one of their friends. They're going to look at them in a, a pure way. And he says, view them as your family and friends. And men, remember that you are not animals and you can control yourselves. You have that ability. Now, Mark has some great questions on that blog post, the big blog post on adultery, to ask if you have had a, an adulterous affair, to ask yourself after it's happened. 
to explore the deeply rooted heart issues because there are heart issues involved. It's not a surface thing. Something is going on underneath the surface. Something is going on in your marriage. Something is going on with you. And he says to ask these questions and answer them to prevent the adultery from happening again. Mark says a marriage filled with joy, kids, and grandkids does not happen by accident. You have to determine what a godly life looks like. In fact, this morning, Ray and I were talking, and Ray asked me, Beth, what does a Christian life look like? And my answer to that was following Jesus, doing what Jesus did and said. He says, determine what a godly life looks like and then do what you're supposed to do. Mark says, if you struggle with lust and pornography, have filters on your internet or your TV. He admonishes you to get clean, to come clean before you're caught. And there is such a freedom in that, in coming clean. And you know, God is just wanting you to come into his arms of love and forgive you. Just like he did, uh, told the story about the prodigal son. God is just waiting to forgive you and demonstrate to you his love. Mark says to set boundaries with men and women to protect your marriage. He says, fight for your marriage. Are you fighting for your marriage? You know, Ray and I have been married 22 years, and I've had to fight for this marriage. There are women that the, the anointing on, on Ray is very strong, and the anointing of God on someone, it draws. It draws both good and bad. And so I've had to fight it. God has shown me situations where I had strong discernment knowing that certain women that were coming into her life were up to no good, that they had agendas. And God showed me that through prayer and just through discernment. And if you are in a lifestyle of prayer, God will show you those things. He will give you that discernment. He will make you a watchman over your home so that you're... Your marriage, your family will be protected. So pray for your family. Pray for your marriage and fight for your marriage. Now here's some stats on adultery. 41% of marriages, one or both spouses admit to adultery either emotionally or physically. 57% of men admit to committing infidelity in any relationship they have had. 57% of men. That's a lot of men. That's over half of men. 14% of women have strayed at least once in their marriage. 36% of men and women admit to an affair with a co-worker. It can be dangerous at your work. There's, there's setups, the enemy sins, to trap your spouse, to trap you. So be alert to that. If you're spending a lot of time talking with a co-worker or telling them your problems, that can open a door that you don't want open. 35% of men and women commit infidelity on a business trip. One in five adults use Facebook for flirting. So Facebook is another ground for temptation. More than a third of divorces filings last year contained the word Facebook, according to a survey by Divorce Online. Are you talking with someone online? Are you chatting with them who is not your spouse? Be on guard. Be alert. When a, another stat is when a husband and a wife come from a divorced family, the odds are 200% higher than they will divorce. I was just amazed at that stat. If they are from a divorced family, the odds are 200% higher. Wow. 
the and a lot of times we think the US is such a problem area for adultery and less in divorce the US actually has a lower rate of adultery than other countries according to author Pamela Druckerman in her book less in translation she said among married Americans 18 and older less than 6% have have had more than one sexual partner in the last year but Africa has as many as one-third of married men cheating on their wives in Japan men do not consider it cheating if you pay for it that's an interesting philosophy and it doesn't line up with the Word of God in China a booming economy has enabled Hong Kong businessmen to keep a mistress in one of the second wife villages in mainland China despite the myth of the philandering Frenchmen monogamy is the role in French marriages now I'm not sharing these stats to pick on anyone or to be prejudiced against any nation we're all human it happens everywhere and a lot of times when we hear stats our eyes start to glaze over but when it happens to you or someone you love it becomes very real and it is horribly painful Ray and I know people in real life whose lives were devastated by adultery including ours and we know several Christian couples where one of the spouses the husband or wife had affairs and it completely destroyed their marriage and it all starts with lust it all starts with the eye gate it all starts with the thought life in one situation we know of the husband cheated on his wife with the clerk that he met at a local store the wife knew the woman too the couple divorced and he married the woman he committed adultery with and then later he allegedly shot and killed himself and we were devastated at this because this was a friend of ours in another situation our friend's marriage was torn apart by the husband's porn habit he was into hardcore pornography on the internet she found it on their computer and she destroyed it and she called him to tell him that she had destroyed it he got in his car threatening to come kill her she called the police and after a high-speed police chase he got out on a property with the police running after him and chasing him and he winded up shot in the head and died it devastated their family it devastated ours in another situation the husband committed adultery with someone at work it destroyed it totally destroyed his marriage with his wife and his family was torn apart they they winded up divorce another female friend of ours had an affair with the husband of a couple she knew she was friends with both the couple with both the husband and the wife in this couple and this situation left her with total condemnation and shame Ray knows of women at his work that are cheating on their spouses someone close to me had an affair with someone and became immediately pregnant Ray and I know countless stories about this of the incredible painful after-effects of lesson adultery and these are Christian people Christians devout Christians that are doing this now I want to reiterate that less in adultery are no worse sins than any other sin and sometimes people think they are they think adultery is so much worse than all other sins but it's not all these sins are level at the cross to God sin is sin the sin of pride and being judgmental the sin of gluttony which is so prevalent in the church is just as bad as lesser adultery 
But like I said before, sins like adultery and lust have greater consequences than other sins like stealing or lying, gossip or overeating. The fact is, the truth is, that we all need Jesus. He must become greater and I must become less. John 3.30 Now here's some tips I have for you if you are struggling with lust and adultery. Number one, recognize it's a problem. Don't justify it. Don't just say, oh, that's just the way I am, or, you know, men will just look at women. No, many times men will justify looking at a woman with lust or justify their porn habit. Porn is so prevalent today, even among Christians. Number two, confess it to God and another trustworthy person is sin. Men confess to men and women confess to women. James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Number three, quick repentance. We fall, we get back up. God wants to extend his unconditional love and mercy to us all. And, you know, King David was called a man after God's own heart, despite his sins of adultery and mercy, uh, murder. If you are struggling with lust or adultery, repent quickly to God and cry out for his help and his deliverance. You might even consider going through deliverance ministry with an experienced deliverance minister or an inner healing ministry to help you overcome this and have victory. Number four is stay accountable about it. Darkness and sin thrive where there's secrets. It's very dangerous for you to stay isolated. If, you're, if you've got your computer in a room that nobody else is going into, or you're on your phone or on the internet somewhere alone, that's, and you're isolated, that's exactly where Satan wants you. Have prayer and accountability partners in your life to help you stay clean. Just like a drug addict has someone to keep them clean, where they're having that accountability with them. Someone who will speak the truth in love with you and who will rebuke you if you need it and say, knock it off. And then pray for you. They'll pray for you to help you stay strong. Pray and fast. Fasting is like atomic power spiritually. Some sins, some demonic spirits can only be dealt with by casting them out through fasting. The next tip is to get counseling if needed. If you have a problem with lust and pornography, adultery, there are tools to help you out there. Covenant Eyes is an internet and TV filtering, and there's websites like onebyone.org that have a lot of resources and accountability groups and counselors that can help you with your struggles. You don't have to be out there alone struggling with this. There's also books to help educate and encourage you. One book I want to recommend to you is An Affair of the Mind by Lori Hall. It's on Amazon. She describes the agony and the pain of her marriage to a man who became addicted to pornography. And he became unfaithful. Eventually his habit led him going to strip clubs and then even having affairs. And what was so enlightening about this book is that the church did not address the issue. The pastors, the leaders involved, they were essentially blaming her for her husband's problem. I went through this kind of pain myself with a former pastor. Mark Driscoll recommends two books, which is Real Marriage and Celebration of Sex, for married couples. The next tip is to run. 
run. Don't just hang around. Remember, Joseph fled from Potiphar's wife who was trying to seduce him. Don't hang around thinking you can handle this. You're strong enough. Be careful spending time alone talking with members of the opposite sex, whoever's tempting you. Safeguard your marriage. A lot of emotional affairs start by people just talking about their problems in their lives and in their marriages and by that lust, that initial thinking, man, he looks good or man, she looks good, whatever. They're looking at that person, they're thinking about them, then they start talking to them. So be careful with that. And the next and final tip is stay close to God in prayer and Bible reading and worship. Strengthen your marriage by regular dates, fun times, talking, praying with your spouse, and marriage retreats. Studies show that couples that pray together, they they um, have a better chance of staying married and not divorcing. Now, these same tips apply to lust in other areas because lust doesn't have to be about sex. It can also be a lust for food, lust for shopping, lust for gambling, lust for entertainment. But Jesus is the answer for healing and deliverance. Many times we try to fill up that empty black hole with things in the world, and lust is simply a substitute for our love for God. I share about this in my book, Promises in the Dark, where you can buy it at my website, betjones.net, and also at Amazon. For so many years, for almost a decade, I was looking for love. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. It's a cliche, but it's what I was doing. It's what I was living. And I was trying to fill out that empty black hole inside, that loneliness, that hurt and pain. No man ever filled me up. But Jesus Christ is that authentic love I was looking for. And Jesus is the answer to any struggle you may be having with lesser adultery. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today and that I encourage you and you got some nuggets of truth from it. I would love to hear your feedback on it. Uh, send me an email at elizabethdjones at gmail.com and let me know how it helped you and encouraged you. I would love to pray for you. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bethjones.net and on Twitter at Jones. You can subscribe to my podcast, Beth Jones International Speaker at iTunes. Have a great day. The Lord bless you.